Kate. And I'm Jamie. And this is Creeps and Coffee. A show where we talk about the creepiest crime cases around the world. So, let's grab some coffee. And have a chat. back again barely (laughs) barely um i'm gonna jump right into what just happened in our lives as we were about to start recording because i need this to be documented in case (laughs) we're brought in as witnesses for something oh Um, god so normally what we do was we facetime we chat a little bit and get get some chats out before Mm -hmm. we record so that's what we were doing and all of a sudden we heard like some screams from outside jamie's window <laughs> and then clear as day boom and <laughs> boom boom and then immediately and then more screams more screams and then jamie's roommate going jamie that was <laughs> fireworks right no no it was not i didn't want to scare her so i just went oh i don't know <laughs> So I made Jamie call Crime Stoppers, because <laughs> um, I think someone just got straight up murdered. So Truly. I'm crimes and coffee tonight. It, yeah, I'm a <laughs> Halifax man. What a place! You know, the reason my family didn't move to Halifax initially was because when we were looking at houses, there was a shooting down the street from our hotel. Oh really? And my dad was like, "Nope, <laughs> ain't gonna happen." Fair. I've been desensitized, apparently, because Caitlin and her mom are over here freaking out, and I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm inside, it's fine. <laughs> and I would like to say, I said this to Jamie already, living in Alberta, in a big city, I've heard some shit. I had a <laughs> pipe bomb explode in the park next to my house. I had a meth lab explode, like, in my neighborhood that shook my house. Mm-hmm. I have never heard gunshots that clear in my life. And I was yeah, like, Yeah, and like, even if it was a firework, that was like really close to me. It, it should not be there anyway. It was not a firework. <laughs> like, Jamie and I always joke, like, Oh, is it fireworks or gunshots? <laughs> that was gunshots. That's, that's what it was. I'm gonna forget to tell my mom about this, and I she's know. gonna listen to this and call me and be like, <gasps> "No, then she's gonna call me and be like, why didn't you tell Jamie to call me?" Sorry, Tammy. Hey, <laughs> she'd be asleep by now anyway. Exactly. We told my mom, so don't worry. <laughs> it's twelve thirty a.m. for me, by the way. <laughs> That's why my oh mom's my asleep. Oh my god. Oh, anyway, I hope you're all doing. Better than we are right now. Yeah, well, uh, I'm nice and warmed up. My adrenaline's pumping. <laughs> mm-hmm. My heart is pounding. Yeah, how are you? A little anxious? <laughs> I'm super anxious. I am hopped up on very little food, um, a lot of energy drink, and... Um, Your salty mac and cheese. My salty mac and cheese and <laughs> pure adrenaline right now. So this should be a fun episode. I'm excited. <laughs> Do we want to just jump right into the episode then? Yeah. Well, this episode is kind of a continuation of one we did a couple of weeks ago. Because um, I love cryptids. I think cryptids are super cool. 
But I think, I said this in the last episode where we talked about cryptids too, like, I think so many cryptids are, like, overdone and over-talked mm-hmm. about. And they're still great, like, don't get me wrong, I can talk about Bigfoot all goddamn day. But, like, if you give me, like, a lesser-known cryptid, oh, I'm gonna get excited. Right? Because it's like, sure, we've all heard of the Mothman, we've all mm-hmm. heard of aliens, but have you heard of, like, what is yours, the spider bat? Mm-hmm. Like, come on. It's new. It's exciting. It's like exactly. a new TV show being released. Exactly. And you sense. know what? Absolutely. And because last time we talked about cryptids, we went all over the globe. We thought this mm-hmm. time we would have a little Canadian pride. Yeah. We would talk about some cryptids from our own neck of the woods. Because we are uh, soy Canadianists. Yep. Um, I know that was bad. (laughs) (laughs) So we have, we each picked two Canadian cryptids to uh, delve into, and I'm excited. Shall I bring out the appetizer one then? Kick us off, Jane. So this one is not necessarily scary, but I'm not going to get over it. (laughs) It blew my mind. It's jackalopes. I am a 22-year-old woman, and I didn't know until this year that jackalopes aren't real. (laughs) I don't know that. I thought they were... Okay, true, but, like, they're either not real... I'll get into it. But, like, I feel so deceived. I get it. Like, why was I so convinced that they're just, like, a common thing? To be fair. I thought they were just in Alberta everywhere. (laughs) Like, I thought it was, like, a Western thing. To be fair, I also thought for probably the first 19 years of my life that jackalopes were real. Oh, so still, God. still pretty late. We've been lied to. We really have. Anyway, it's the unicorn yeah, so... of Western Canada. Yeah! Wow, yeah. So if you don't know what we're talking about, <laughs> a jackalope is described as a large rabbit with, like, deer antlers on its head a jackrabbit and an antelope a jackalope exactly apparently there's a hot debate on whether they existed before and are extinct now or if they're just a myth so some say it's just a myth throughout all of north america so even in the states uh that that they were like found when trappers first settled in the americas because we all believe white men back in the 1600s or whatever year it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So, and then others say that it's just extremely rare and they do exist and they're in Washington State Park still. And there are uh, herds of it apparently reported grazing and hopping around through eastern states. And I'm like, show me then. <laughs> show me a picture. I love that they're referred to as herds. A like herd of jackalopes. A herd of jack. It sounds so intimidating. It's just bunnies with antlers. Yeah. So on, I read one thing where it said it's one of the rarest animals in the world, if it ever existed. <laughs> it's a cross between a now extinct pygmy deer, which are very cute by the way, mm. and a species of killer rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
Wallace and Gromit. (laughs) Apparently. However, uh, occasional sightings of this creature continue to occur with small pockets of jackalope populations persisting in the American West. Apparently, they can be brownish in color and weigh between three and five pounds. Uh-huh. Uh, and move with lightning speeds of up to 90 miles per hour. I take back my awe. I was going to say, that's <laughs> adorable. That's terrible. Can you imagine? Even if it's just a rabbit. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, wow. Like, how fast is that in kilometers? It's 144 kilometers. <laughs> They're faster than cars? Fast as fuck, boy. How are people seeing them then? <laughs> that, that was my next question. Like, you can't see him if he's gonna zoom by you so fast. Whose naked eye is seeing something going at 144 kilometers per hour and remembering Maybe they're, like, chasing cars down and trying to kill them. No wonder it looks like they have antlers. It's just their ears, like, zooming back. Like, (laughs) it's just the wind. That honestly sounds right. But, um, they, they look cute in pictures. However... Oh, yeah, Combine this the speed with um, a couple of these other things they're supposed to have. They're actually kind of kind of spooky. The speed so, enough is. I did yeah. not know that about jackalopes. That's like a little. Yeah, so jackalopes yeah. are race cars. <laughs> exactly. And they're said to actually be very vicious when attacked and use their antlers like deer to fight, Love and. That are sometimes referred to as warrior rabbits. <laughs> Love that for them. Um, but this one, this is the one that got me. They also allegedly possess an uncanny ability to mimic human sounds when chased and use these abilities to elude capture. Okay. Just okay. like skinwalkers. Okay, 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 okay. Um, right? I don't yeah. like that at yeah. all. Um, yeah, exactly. Because here's the thing. I had a theory about jackalope, and it's still, it still has merit. But now I'm thinking about skinwalkers, and I really... I don't like to do that. I don't like to think about skinwalkers. Right? Skinwalkers are so scary. We could do a whole episode. Actually, no. We will not do a whole episode on we skinwalkers. We could, but that's but, quite scary. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, maybe next Halloween. Yeah. I have my limits. Yeah, so like I dislike that because it said during the old like the old western days cowboys would hear um them nope. mimicking nope. their voices nope. while they were gathered around campfires nope. singing at night. I just got full body chills. You're like chills and freaking out and I'm like mm, lip gloss. That sounds about right. <laughs> I mean, I I say I'm fine now, but if I was at a campfire with my friends and all of a sudden I hear Caitlin's voice going, Jamie, well, in the woods and you're sitting right next to me, I'm going to pee. Or rule number one to that, um, I would not be in the woods. Um, response number <laughs> no two camping. to that. Yeah, no camping. Um, so if you ever hear my voice coming from the woods, uh, run, because it's not me. <laughs> Straight up, not me. Uh, Fair. <laughs> I went camping with you once, and it wasn't even camping. I was in your RV. I remember that. <laughs> you were, like, eaten alive by bugs, weren't you? Absolutely, I was. I, I felt bad about that. <laughs> no, you didn't. They left me alone, though, so I was happy. I know. Anyway, yeah, so jackalopes, I guess, are, like, skinwalkers, but fluffy. <laughs> There's nothing I've ever hated more than that. Yeah, so apparently 
they were like most commonly cited when they existed <laughs> in, if they existed in the states of Wyoming and Colorado and Nebraska and New Mexico and Alberta but apparently hey. not real you know what at the park that's across the street from me right now I see bunnies all the time see I'm gonna keep an eye out for a jackalope yeah set up a um, jackalope cam Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are also other reports of different types of animals like this throughout the world, mm-hmm. like jackalope-esque things. Like, um, in Europe, they have a couple different ones. So, they're, they have, well, I don't know how to say this one, a skedaver. It's S-K-V-A-D-E-R. Uh, and in Germany, there's they're called... I can't say that one either. Walpertinger. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah, there have been reports of... Um, of Walpertingers? Walpertingers and skedavers and jackalopes in Europe. None of um, these are real words. That, Not a single that, one of those things are real words. <laughs> but these, uh, these accounts of horned hares go as far as back as the 16th century in European literature and stuff. So... That's you fascinating, know. but I I would love to picture this like little German family going on a walk and being like, "Look, there's a Walperdinger." <laughs> Look, mommy. I'm so sorry to the three German listeners that we have. Our oh most yeah, loyal we listeners. love you guys. We love you guys. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So the most realistic part of jackalopes and their possibility of existing is that it might not have been a specific separate species of, like, rabbit, but it could have also just been a mutation from a virus called... How do you say Chronic it? wasting pa- disease. The one I, I saw oh. was called papillomatosis. Papillomatosis, yeah. Also called jackalopism. Oh my god. And it said the diseases cause certain growths caused by a parasite to harden at the top of a rabbit's head, resembling horns. Um, what's the virus you're thinking of? So I, what I was thinking of is chronic wasting disease, which is that thing. It's like the thing that makes deers kind of look like zombies. Oh, what the heck? I need to Do look that up. From like a couple years ago, it's probably like eight years ago, not a couple. There was like a bunch of pictures going around of these, like, zombie-looking deer. Yeah, she found them. Oh! She found them. But it's, like, a virus, like, a parasite in them, and sometimes it causes growth. Oh. So I didn't know if there was a similar thing in rabbits, and apparently there is. Jackalopism. Oh, my God! But that's been my theory on jackalopes since I found out they weren't real, is that it's, like, one of those (laughs) virus, like, even, like, the zombie ant thing, where, like, the parasite grows, like, out of the head of the ant. Yeah, or maybe a bunny and a deer fell in love, and when two animals fall in love, (laughs) and they just they just created some freaks of nature. They just went at it raw and (laughs) jackalopes. Anyway, (laughs) that's that's me on jackalopes. (laughs) I you know what I thought I knew all there was to know about jackalopes. And apparently, I knew nothing. Yeah. So, uh-huh. <laughs> so, so if you're wh- ever in the woods, watch out for people 
animals mimicking you might be a skinwalker, but my might also just be a jackalope. <laughs> I don't know what would be worse. <laughs> skinwalker. <laughs> what if it's a skinwalker pretending to be a jackalope? Pretending to be you. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm sorry, I need a minute. That's too much Brain to process. Wow. You're welcome. <laughs> I don't even I don't even have a response to that. There's no normal transition from a jackalope into into my cryptid. Does mine even yeah, count as a cryptid? I don't know. I don't know anything about yours. I let you do it. <laughs> I know. This is this is where we went wrong. I Didn't mean, you let me choose what I wanted to do this week. It, it we it's Canadian folklore, so like it's it's right. A it's thing. folklore at least. It it is. What are you referring to? It's like I'm talking about the flying canoe. The what now? Official the typical term <laughs> for it is called la chasse galerie. Yes, la chasse galerie. Yep. <laughs> One of us spoke French for ten years. The other. Can you can you say it again? <laughs> le, le chasse. Uh-huh. Galerie. Wow, sounds so beautiful when you say it. Thank you so much. Yeah, you can just call it the flying canoe or the bewitched canoe. Ooh, the bewitched canoe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that one. So, it's a French, obviously French, um, French-Canadian legend um, that involves a cryptid of sorts. So it's like both a cryptid, like a sentient creature but it's also intertwined with this like folklore story okay it's fascinating french canadians Mm -hmm. fascinate me i grew up with mostly acadian people so i mean new brunswick is like heavily french canadian oui so (laughs) oui okay (laughs) (laughs) so basically the story originated as like a French legend. So there was this really rich hunter named Galerie, Gallery, loved to hunt. It was his whole life. So chasse Mm -hmm. in French means hunt. Le chasse is the hunt. So the French story goes that this man was so obsessed with hunting to the point where he was skipping Sunday mass to go hunting. And if anybody knows how intense French people are or at least used to be about church. It was a big deal not to go to mass. Big deal. So long story short, when it came time for him to pass away, he was basically punished for not giving his time to God. And he was condemned to fly forever through the sky being hunted by On a magic wolves. Carpet. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, it's Aladdin. Um, but so he was condemned to be hunted by wolves, which is what he was hunting, and to be chased by these galloping horses. So that was friends. Like, exactly, yeah. Sounds Forever super great. Friend. <laughs> so that's where the main part of that story started. So when French settlers came to Canada and came to New France, which is now Quebec, they met Quebec with quoi? the Quebecois. Uh, they met with the First Nations people and started doing mm-hmm. trades with them, started trading like shit, um, but mm. trading stories. And somewhere along the line, that story of the nobleman mixed together with 
this First Nations story about a flying canoe. Bark canoes, like canoes made out of bark, are like a huge symbol of French-Canadian culture and existence. It's like a big symbol for them. So mm -hmm. I don't know what the original First Nations story was, but it was something along the lines of like this person being condemned into this canoe. So that's mm -hmm. where the flying canoe aspect comes in. So that's really where okay. Le Chascalerie becomes what it is in French Canadian folklore. So basically, a group of coureurs de bois, so like wood, I don't even know how to translate, like wood sellers, like tradesmen, okay, are basically seen flying in the sky on this canoe on New Year's <laughs> Eve. So this canoe is like a sentient thing that controls where they're going and is like permanently there to move these men in the flying canoe. So what I'm hearing is Santa uses it on New Year's <laughs> or on Christmas. <laughs> and then he's like, It's hey. not a sleigh, it's a canoe. <laughs> exactly. And then he's like, hey, French guys, here's your canoe back. That's cool. Wait, I like this. Um, well, it's not quite as cool. <laughs> I mean, it's oh. cool, but it's not quite as, like, positive. <laughs> so, oh. somewhere along the line, the term, like, the phrase running the chasse galerie became, mm -hmm. like, making a pact with the devil. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, the, long story short, the, like, story of origin, when it was all combined together, became that this group of coureurs de bois was working at this timber camp and on New Year's Eve they decided they wanted to go see some ladies. They wanted to go have a good time on New Year's Eve. Oh. So their group of sweethearts were like 500 kilometers away. Like a hundred oh. leagues away. So it would take a long time to get there and they had to be back for work the next morning because they're working in this big camp. So they realized that the only way to make such a long trip, get laid, and be back in time for work, <laughs> was to run the Chascalerie. So to make the pact with the devil, to get there and get back in time. I've never been horny enough to think about making a pact with the devil, but you know what? <laughs> These are men, they think differently. <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do. Exactly. So the deal is, they can't mention God's name, they can't touch the cross of any church as they're flying by, and if these rules are broken, then the devil gets their souls, basically. Ooh. Easy enough, right? <laughs> okay. And then the men promise each other that they're not going to drink anymore, it's New Year's Eve, but they're going to wait until they get there with their ladies to drink more so that they're alert while they're basically driving their flying canoe. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't drink and drive, folks. Exactly. And don't that includes, drink and fly. <laughs> don't drink and fly canoes, okay? It's fine. <laughs> so they basically fly over the Gatineau River. They fly over a bunch of shiny churches. They see the lights of Montréal. Everything is beautiful. They touch down at the lady's house. 
they're partying, they're having a good time. For some reason, no one is surprised where these guys came from, <laughs> why there's like a canoe parked in the front yard. It's not a big deal. But then it's like Cinderella. The clock strikes midnight. They're like, oh, we got to go. We got to get back to camp. The navigate, like the main guy had clearly gotten very excited and was drunk as hell. Um, so he's not driving very well. As we said, don't drink and drive a canoe. This is why. So while they're passing over Montreal, I like, I know I could say it Montreal. It's just way more fun to be obnoxious it about it. It sounds cool, yeah. Montreal. Um, Montreal. <laughs> yep, nailed it. <laughs> um, they barely miss driving straight into a church steeple. You know, they're not supposed to touch any steeples. And in order to miss it, they drive this canoe into a snowdrift, which is the most Canadian thing I've ever heard. <laughs> so the drunk driver, drunk flyer, whatever we want to call it, starts swearing. And he's like, oh, my God. Oh, my fucking God. Oh. So he's saying God's name and saying it in vain. So he's basically broken the two rules. So... The other friends are like, shut the fuck up. Shut up. Don't do that, because then the devil gets all of our souls. So they bind and gag their friend. <laughs> and one of them starts to steer the canoe. This drunk friend breaks the bonds, breaks free, starts swearing again. <laughs> Bro, push him out of the canoe. <laughs> right? Um, there's different versions of the ending of the story. Um... There's an Acadian version where there's, like, an axe handle that, like, stretches and, like, lets other men climb on to, like, take over. There's one version mm. where the devil himself gets on and, like, sits in the back and starts steering. Um, oh, that's freaky. The best-known version is a Quebecois version that was written by a man named Honoré Beaugrand. In that version, the devil's actually, like, kind of nice. And he's like, no, it wasn't your fault. Like, your friend was just an idiot. You can go home. <laughs> but, nice. But the gist of it is that they are, they're condemned to fly in this sentient canoe every New Year's Eve. And people in Quebec, like, really spiritual French Canadians say that they see this sentient canoe and these men flying over the city. So that is... That is the flying canoe. Welcome to Canada, folks. (laughs) (laughs) That is very Canadian, I will say that. (laughs) Right? I was reading, like, I was researching it, and I was like, this is sick. (laughs) I was like, I like this. That sounds, like, so realistic. I would believe it if it, like, that that could be true. (laughs) I want to believe it. Like, that seems very accurate. Mm -hmm. That's funny. I like that. It's like, I don't know. I'm still like, is it cryptid? Yes, it is now. I've decided. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> it might not be a cryptid, but it's cryptic. So. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Shall I move on to my next one? Sure. We like really didn't. I guess these two connect better than the like last two. <laughs> Do they? <laughs> I don't know. Like they kind of connect with like first nations back they're canadian <laughs> they're, yep they're all canadian yeah. there we go folks the real canadian mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this is probably the most canadian because it's based off of uh inuit mythology i don't think people pay enough yeah. attention to inuit stuff or inuit 
I saw yeah I saw that um girl on TikTok that does all the really cool um like Inuit videos pronounce mm-hmm. it and I've been trying to say it the way that she says it and I can't I probably can't either. But I'm I'm trying. Well, I am going to completely butcher this word, but I will describe it as best I can. <laughs> so the the creature that I'm going to be talking about now is called the Aklet or the Aklet. And I'm going to pronounce it. I know it sounds so, weird. It sounds like a it's slur. It's spelled weird. It does. It sounds it sounds offensive. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. But it's spelled uh, A K H L U T. Sometimes and I always there's an like apostrophe sp- in between. Yes, and I always like spelling these for people because if they want to look it up on their own after listening to the podcast, mm-hmm. it'd be nice to know how to spell it. Because mm-hmm. like the last time I did it with the Dagua knowing yet, I still how are you gonna to look that. that up without knowing how to spell it? <laughs> Google's gonna say you mashed your keyboard. Try again. Yeah. Yeah. So. Were you looking for... Dog. <laughs> so the Aklet is um, a spirit that actually takes the form of a whale, an orca, and a wolf. Oh. Two very different things. I'll explain the, uh, the tale behind this one to make Please it make do. sense. Please. Because that's very <laughs> random. Um, like, I can... Yeah. I can picture... Well, I don't want to say picture. I... I can accept the reality of, like, a jackrabbit and an antelope mating. <laughs> They're both land animals. Mm-hmm. But a wolf and an orca. The mechanics yeah. of that. Um, anyway, go ahead. That's why I found this one interesting, because it's like, of all the creatures to be put together, those two? Yeah, so the, the story is actually very interesting, I found. So it starts off, and it's about a man who is obsessed with the sea. Can't relate. No. Um, he, like, loves it so much. He wants to be by the sea all the time. He wants to be with it all the time. Um, he's always at, like, the shoreline and stuff. But he's there so much that when he returns to his village, uh, his own people don't recognize him. He became too obsessed with the sea, like, too... What what's the word for obsessed? Um, I think just obsessed. Yeah. My strange addictions. <laughs> and yeah, so they ban him consumed. from the village. Consumed yeah, he's by. consumed with his love for the sea. It's too much for everyone else. They're like, no, get out of here. So he gets kicked out of the village, and while he's out having to survive on his own, he finds a pack of wolves. And because he's so hungry, like a wolf, he hungry for revenge, I should say. Oh, okay. He becomes one of them. Like, he follows them, he adapts, like, their persona, blah, blah, blah. So, one day, his affection for the ocean becomes so insane oh, no. oh, and, no. like, overwhelming. He just jumps into the ocean Does he to be with water? it. He just jumps in it almost like a slewer slide. A um, slewer slide? And I'm gonna say the, the word. Oh. <laughs> um, I was like, wow. That that was an epic <laughs> fuck up. But you did it wrong. As soon as I said it, I was like... Yeah. 
follow along. (laughs) But yeah, so when he jumps into the ocean, he becomes an orca. He, like, shapeshifts into an orca. But now, whenever he's hungry for revenge, he can hop out of the ocean, come to land, and transform into a wolf. And there are depictions, uh, like, a lot of the pictures show him being, like, half orca, half wolf. Like, the face is a wolf, and, like, the body an orca, or, like, vice versa. But in the in the story, it basically says he just, like, shapeshifts from one to the other, but... It looks scarier when it's combined. <laughs> I agree. Listen to this, though. Oh. So, the Aklat, it is a vicious, dangerous beast. Yes. Its tracks can be recognized because they're wolf tracks that lead to and from the ocean. Which I thought was interesting, because it's like, well, what else could it be? You see wolf tracks running straight into the ocean, not coming back? That is suspicious. Um, it is 22 feet long. Nope, nope. And 8,000 pounds. That is so scary. I'm gonna give that a negative 10. Right? Because, like, when I'm first thinking, like, half wolf, half orca, I'm thinking maybe the size of a wolf. Not the size of an orca. No, no. With a wolf face. Like, oh, we're going there. See, what I was picturing, so my niece is really into... Um, this show called Shark Dog. Okay. And it's basically a a shark with four legs that acts like a dog, but it's like the size of like oh, a pomeranian. Oh, I know what you're talking about. That's so, so cute. So that's what I was picturing. <laughs> like <laughs> not anymore. Like an orca dog. Not anymore. <laughs> no, no. Does it stay twenty two feet when it's a wolf? I hope not, because that's gonna be one of those Twilight wolves then. Like. Oh. Because those things are huge. Yeah, I really hope not, because that would be too scary. <laughs> so it says the Aklet is very keen and opportunistic and will attack you if you've fallen asleep near the edge of the water or you're walking too close to the edge. Okay, so there's another reason for me to New not fear. go near the water. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it says it's got like a, a, a really strong appetite and will eat anything, including humans. And... Sometimes it will go into their camps to hunt humans. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, so that's fun. And then there are reports of people seeing dogs just, like, walking into the ocean, and that's considered, like, an evil omen. Well, I agree. I wonder why. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah, that's pretty much all I could find on it. Like, there's not much written about this online. I'm assuming it's probably one of those tales that like was just oral told. Tradition? Yeah, but it would be very interesting to learn more about not only this guy, but, like, a lot of other, uh, like, indigenous and aboriginal mm-hmm. creatures, folklore, because you can't find a lot online. No, it's fascinating. But that's just like you just said. Like, it's mostly oral tradition. Yeah. Like, they they treasure their stories, as they should. Mm-hmm. But it's fascinating. They're, like, little gems. I, like, find mm. them, and I'm like, yes. And then there's, like, one page on Wikipedia yeah. and nothing else. And I'm like, no. Oh, God. So if anyone knows more about uh, the Aklet, email us. Or I any other, know. Yeah, any other sort of story you'd like to share, we are happy to discuss. Well, That's my dude. Well, that's way cooler than the one that I'm going to finish off with. 
Um, <laughs> so I think this is the one Jamie's been the most curious about. Yeah. <laughs> so it I'm sounds gonna, fun. I'm going to preface this with a backstory about Mothman. Uh, and in doing so, I would like to give a shout out to Rich Haddam, who is the writer of The Mothman Prophecies, the movie. I love that man. He follows me on Twitter. Oh! Uh, so shout out to Rich again. Please be my you. friend. Please be my friend. Anyway, so Mothman, super cool guy. Everybody knows Mothman. But did you know there is a Canadian Mothman? I did not. And his name is the giant Canadian spider bat. So a uh, little, little wordier than Mothman. <laughs> it's a bird. It's a plane. It's It's a giant bat. Canadian spider bat. So it's a working title. It's a work in progress. Um, mm-hmm. In October of 2017, in a rural area of Western Canada, this farmer was going out to feed his animals, as farmers do, make sure everything was good as he was setting things up at night. And he said that he saw this thing out of the corner of his eye. So he went to go investigate because he thought there was this, like, thing, like, or, like, this person, like, lurking on his property. Trespassers. Exactly. You gotta be careful about that. Mm-hmm. You gotta make sure it's not a jackalope. <laughs> yeah. Instead, he found a humanoid, very Mothman-like creature in this abandoned barn. So the way he described it is that this humanoid creature was about five feet tall, and it was crouched over. Ha, <laughs> I'm taller. Sorry. Get fucked, Spider-Bat. <laughs> um, so about five feet tall when crouched, and he only saw it crouch. He didn't see it stand up. It was very muscular. He described it as having two small, white, glistening eyes, unlike Mothman, who had the red glowing eyes. (laughs) And he also had spider-like fangs and what seemed to be, like, bat-like wings. Ew. So, basically, Canadian Mothman, and definitely a barn owl. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to say it. We're all thinking uh, it. A five foot tall barn owl? I don't know. I don't know. But I thought I would read his description. Yes, please. So this is the original report that was written by the eyewitness. So this farmer. So he said, mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what time it was, but it was dark. Um, incredible, first of all. He continued, <laughs> I live on a farm. I was walking home after putting our farm animals to bed when I passed an old, practically fallen down barn on our property. I glanced at the barn as I neared it and witnessed a huge, bulky, maybe winged thing duck away into the barn incredibly fast. It seemed to me like it cowered away when I looked at it, like it didn't want to be caught watching me. It was huge, seemingly too big to fit through the large open window at the front of the barn where it appeared to be perched. Its eyes were tiny and glistening white. Once I saw the thing, I ran as fast as I could for my house. I felt a sensation that made me feel like something was rushing towards me incredibly, but never reaching Uh, me. That's the only way I can explain it. I still don't like going outside on my own when it's dark, and that barn freaks me out a bit. Burn it. Once, Once in a while, I hear noises from seemingly within it. It sounds like somebody setting down a pile of wooden planks over and over. 
It could be an echo from elsewhere on the property, but I don't know. I also feel like it may have just been my mind playing tricks on me. I feel like the barn is watching me whenever I pass it. I like, I want to believe it. I fucking love Mothman. And to think there could be a Canadian one? Sick. Unless I don't like that. It's, that was 100% an owl. I think bats are cute though, so like, but I don't like spiders, so. That's the thing too. Like, I don't want to think of anything that flies with fangs like that. Yeah. But like, regular bats? Adorable. Absolutely. Like, they're like puppies of the sky, mm-hmm. but then you put spider fangs on it, I'm gonna mm-hmm. have to tap out. Well, I don't know if it's in the Philippines or somewhere like that. Where they have, like, a human-sized bat. Yeah, that's, like, Uh, actually, like, five feet tall or something, right? Yeah. Big ol' bat. (laughs) Okay, so I just googled it. So, Mm -hmm. a great horned owl can grow up to four meters, which is, like, 13 feet. Huh? I could be wrong, but... Wait, wait, wait. Say that again. An owl... The average size of a male great horned owl, which is like the biggest owl that I can think of. I think I know three types of owls. Uh-huh. The average size being 4.7 meters. Females tend to be smaller with an average size of 4 meters and a maximum size of 5.1 meters. So, not unrealistic that this was an owl. Just to um, show people that I don't believe every cryptid story that I hear. I don't just blindly go into it, even though it definitely seems like I do, because sometimes I do. But I'm pretty sure this was an owl. But now I'm scared of owls. I didn't know they could be bigger than me. I mean, I'm also Googling this, so... I can't get. But, like, I, too, have Googled it, and it says that there's... A, a black system fish owl that's six feet tall. Don't, nope, don't like that. Don't like that at all. Oh no, okay, this one's okay. It's the wingspan that. The wingspan is six feet? That's still really big. Mm hmm. No thanks. Owls are freaky though. Like when you look at the picture of like a naked owl. Mm hmm. Why are they looking like that? <laughs> like, why can their heads turn the way. Oh my god, I know. Like, I think their eyes are so cute, but not when they're naked. No. No. But that's, um, that's the giant Canadian spider bat. I thought he was fascinating. <laughs> His name is a little self-explanatory, but I... It, it's really on the nose. <laughs> yeah. It's just like... It's just simple, though. Straight to the point. I to like To be it. fair, so is Mothman. He's a man who looks like a moth. Yeah. So, um... I think I these think... were, like, less scary. Like... I think this Lore. episode goes to show that Canada is just as weird as the rest of the world. Yeah. We, we like to pretend we're all, like, nice and normal. But in reality, we've got, we've got like, orca wolves <laughs> and, and spider bats. Like, maybe these things aren't going <laughs> to suck breast milk while you're sleeping. <laughs> but you don't know. But they're still, like, peculiar to think about. Exactly. And this is just the surface. There's so many Canadian cryptids and, like, so much folklore to go over. This is just... Let us know if you want to hear more. I have 11 pages of stuff written down that I want to talk about. Please, someone let her talk about it.
I could do a whole <laughs> other podcast on cryptids, but that's a lot of work. It is. So please request more cryptid stuff. Mm-hmm. No, I think I enjoy talking about Canadian things. It's nice to look at stuff that's close to home. Yeah. Um, but now I'm going to think about whether or not there's a skinwalker in the park across from me. So thanks for mm-hmm. that one. You're welcome. I'm going to make sure I don't get shot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I enjoy talking about cryptids. It's pretty much what Jamie and I talk about more than anything else in the world, and I'm not sorry about it. It's my favorite thing, and mm-hmm. pretty much all of them aren't even real. <laughs> um, incorrect. You're right, I'm sorry. All of them except jackalopes. There you go. All right, well, yeah. thanks for joining us on this cryptid journey, friends. Yeah. I hope you've enjoyed we sure did yeah and uh everyone have a better night than us <laughs> yeah stay away from your windows um and uh keep crime stoppers on speed dial yeah don't die yeah. <laughs> all right we will see you next time bye bye Coffee is produced and edited by us, Kate and Jane. Our theme music is Stuck in a Hole by Dated. For more information on where to find them, check out the link in our show notes. And to connect with us, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Creeps and Coffee.